Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Pastor Rose. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Rose, and thank you for our lovely band here, connecting us with the angels in heaven. Praise God. And thank you, Pastor Rose, for starting the preaching. Just a little faith, that's all we need. Believing, and it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, people at home. Good morning, and whatever your time zone is, I send you greetings in the name of Jesus. So this morning, we are here again to encourage one another in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. So I want you to turn around and, you know, to your neighbor on your left and say to that neighbor, it is well. And to the left and say, it is well. And I want you to shout it and say it as if you meant it. Look at the situations in your life and say to that situation, pray it over yourself right now and say, it is well. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the, the, the we have today, the word of God for us today says, it is well. It is well. And as Pastor Ross started saying, you have to believe just like that little mustard seed, and so shall it be for you and your household in Jesus' name. Amen. So let us pray. In Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for today. We thank you because your word is settled in heaven for us today. Thank you for the blessings of today. Thank you for your word that you will speak to us. Thank you for that encouragement to our soul. Thank you for that uplifting, divine uplifting to our souls. Thank you, Jesus, even as your word goes forth. Begin to touch every areas of our lives. Let that be life-changing, O Lord. Let that be life-changing. Let there be a U-turn to our situations because it is well. We look unto you and we say, it is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we are going to look at two primary scriptures today and then we have other scriptures uh, to encourage one another today. So we are going to look at Second King 4, verses 8 to 37. It's quite a long chapter to read, but we'll go through it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we go through it, I want you to look at various principles within that scripture. We are going to read about the Shunammite woman and how the Shunammite woman went about. So let me tell you a little story about the Shunammite woman. 
This Shunammite woman lives in Shunem. So we have prophet Elisha and the servant. They do pass through the town, pass through the Shunammite woman's house, you know, on their way to go and preach the word of God. But the Shunammite woman, you know, sees them from time to time and says, wow, these people are the people of God. And he says to the husband, honey, we have a space in our upper room. Can we just make a bed for them there? Put a lamp, put a table, so that each time the servant of God comes around, him and his servant, Gezer, can stay there, at least have a rest, have something to eat before they continue on the journey. And your husband said, yeah, that's fine, we can do that. And so they did. So they invited the, the prophet of God into their household. They invited the presence of God. Because the prophets, they carry the mantle of God. So are we today, in Jesus' name. So they invited them into their household. So each time, you know, it gives them food, looks after them and everything. And one day Elisha said to the servant, what can we do for this woman? Go and ask her what exactly we can do for her. Because the way she has received us into the household, fed us, cared for us, you know, there's a blessing that comes with that. So maybe we need to talk to the authorities about her. We have to whisper to the kings, you know, about her so that she can be blessed too. But the woman said, hold on, I live within my people, I'm happy. But the servant of Elisha said, there is one thing. This woman has no child and the husband is old. And Elisha looked at the woman and said, by this time next year, you will bear a child. And the woman laughed and was like, <laughs> you know, don't make joke of me. You know, we, we know what uh, the biology of the clock of women are. You know, there's no way my husband is old and, you know, things are, the clock is ticking. And but the word of God came to pass. And the lady had a child, I had a son. So one day the son was with the father in the field. And the, and the son said, my head, my head, my head. And the father said to the servant, take my son to the mother. And when he took, the servants took the son to the mother and they brought him home because he was unwell. The mother had the son on her knee and the son died. So when the son died, she cried bitterly because it felt like, you know, I never asked for a child, you know. I wasn't, my intention of me giving a, a shelter or providing or looking after the servant of God or the prophet of God was, was not just to receive that blessing. But what she did was she called onto the servant and said, go to my husband, let him prepare a donkey for me. And they asked, is everything okay? She said, it is well. She climbed on that donkey and went straight with the servant and said, you know, go quick, 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 let's go and meet Elisha. 
From afar, Elisha could see them coming. And he sent forth his servant and said, Go to that Shunammite woman. Go. Ask her, is everything okay? Are you okay? Is your husband okay? Your family, everybody is okay? And what does she say? It is well. It says so. And until he got to Elisha and he fell at the foot of Elisha and he held him by the foot and cried. But Elisha was, the Lord hid this from me. Sometimes it could happen in life. He didn't know about it, but he said straight to Gehazi, go forth, take my staff. When you go, put it on the child's head, lay it on the child. And he went before them. And then Elisha and the Shunammite woman came, you know, afterwards. So they went and went to the upper room because when the child died, the Shunammite woman took the child to the upper room where Elisha normally stayed when he comes to visit them and laid the child on Elisha's bed. So when they came, they went straight to the upper room. So Elisha prayed and said, you know, close the door, laid himself on the child, spread himself, both, you know, his hand, he said everything was touching the child, and he prayed, nothing happened. He prayed again, nothing happened. And he prayed and prayed. He walked, forth, uh, you know, back and forth in the room all of a sudden, and he went again and laid on the child and prayed, and the child's body was warm, and he cried out, sneezed, and he, called, he opened the door and said, woman, come and take your child. So I will just read it. I told you the story because when I'm reading it, so that you can see yourself in the midst of the story. When you say it as well, there are principles behind it. There are things behind it. The giving of the Shunammite woman, looking unto Jesus in the time of trials and tribulations, you know, even when the husband was saying, is everything okay? She didn't say, the Lord has killed us. The God is no longer God. It says, it is well. So I don't know the situation you're passing through this morning, but look at it and say, it is well. And by faith and believing, you shall receive. So let's read Second King 4. Verses 8 to 37. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let, and let us put a bed for him there, a table and a chair and a lampstand, so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there. He turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehaz, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, 
Look, you have been consigned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She said, I dwell among my people. She's happy. So he said, that Elisha said again, what then is to be done for her? And Gehaz said, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she, and she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maid servant, you know, because she knows the biology very well. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha told her. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So he sent to a servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knee till noon and then died. Imagine that. When the Lord says he will do something for you and all of a sudden it felt like he's disappearing. Don't lose hope. Just say to that, it is well. And she went up, I'm reading verse uh, 21 now. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So I like this verse 23. So he said, the husband of the Shunammite woman was saying, why are you going to him today? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, it is well. Will you be able to say that in your situation? It is well. We can't be in certain situations like this in life. All we have to do is to, you know, start asking God a lot of questions. And we forgot that we are believers for a reason. But she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not skeleton the pace for me unless I tell you. So she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant, Gehaz, Look, the Shunammite woman, in verse 26. I love this one. So it says, uh, uh, Elisha was saying to the servant, run and go and meet, meet the Shunammite woman. That's verse 26. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And he said, she said again, it is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehaz came there to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, 
for her, heart, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me that. So she said, did I, the woman was saying 9 verse 28, so she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehaz, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet them. And if anyone greets you, do not even answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Nagahez went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the room, there was the child laying dead on his bed. When he went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the room and again went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehaz and said, call this Shunammite woman. So she, he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. 37. So she went in and fell at his, foot, at his feet and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. I don't know if you have seen yourself in this Shunammite woman, if you have been in these circumstances and you felt that all is done, all is gone, no hope, but all you have to do is to believe. So we have some pointers that we'll also look at at the end. The story is also similar to that of Elijah and the Zerophite woman. That's uh, the book of 1 Kings 17, 17. But I will read Psalm 20. And I want you to see the principles of how, when you say it is well, the principles you need to adopt what you need to do so that that spoken word will work for you. So in Psalm 20, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings. Did you see that? All your offerings, that was what the Shunammite woman was doing. She offered what they have to the prophet of God, to the servant of God, to the man of God. So when you are called to give, to give to the work of God, to give, to propagate the gospel, do not relent your given. Because the Lord will still remember your given. So he, he, he may remember in verse 3, he may remember all your offerings and accept your bond sacrifice. 
May he grant you according to your heart desire. According to your heart desire. When this Shunammite woman was running to go and meet Elijah, there was something in her heart. What is in your heart? Is it that you said, it is well? It is well? It is well in your heart? You said, hey, what am I going to do today? The world has failed me. You are making another plan. But in your heart of hearts, when you say that, when you have your petitions and purpose in your heart, is to believe. Even if as mustard seed, when Pastor Ross said it, I was like, yeah. Just that's what God wanted for you. The faith as the mustard seed. So I'll continue with uh, Psalm 20, uh, verse 4 now. May he grant you according to your heart desire and fulfill all your purpose. In life, you must have a purpose. And we, and we will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. I don't know what you're praying for. Do you pray at all? Because the Lord will fulfill all your petitions. You pray in faith. Because that was what happened to that Shunammite woman. It is well, because I have my Father in heaven. I know he answers every prayer. He will make all things well. So you can see it's like some one-to-one when David was praying. He said, I will look unto the hills from where is cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Because he that keepeth you will not slumber. He that keepeth you will neither sleep nor slumber. He will protect you. He is your shield. The sun shall not strike you by day, on, and by day or not the moon by night. He said he will even preserve you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. He will preserve your going out and coming in. So you have to believe that. So I'll go back in verses of 20. So that when you know all those things, so that when love fulfills your petitions, you have to have something in your heart. So now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, that's verse 6. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, which I don't know what you trust in, and some in horses. But remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed and fallen, but then we have risen and stand upright. Save Lord. May the king answer us when we call. Amen. Man. Now we are going to look at what we must do to make sure that when we say it is well, so shall it be. So one, I'll read out the points, and then we'll, we'll briefly go through it, each of the points. So one is trust and confidence in God. So when you are saying it is well, you know you trust God and you put your confidence in him and you say, it is well. Because the Shunammite woman trusted God and know that in the day of her trouble that the Lord would deliver her. Faithfulness. You must have faith even as that of a mustard seed knowing that the God can do undo for you. Thanksgiving and paying your vows. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. In every situation you are, remember to give thanks to God and pay your vows. Pay your vows. 
Give to people. Remember the work of God. Remember people in your neighborhood. Remember people in the society that might need your help. Pay your vows because the Bible says in the book of Chronicles, he will remember all your givens and all your vows. Prayer and petitions. You must have something in your heart. You must have a petition in your heart because the Lord says in Psalm 20 that he will answer and fulfill all your petitions, all your prayers. Do you have prayer in your heart at all? Have a purpose. You must have a purpose because he will fulfill all your purpose. When he comes to fulfill it and there's nothing in your heart, so you must have a purpose. And then I always call this your identity as statement. You must have an identity statement so that the, when the war, when the storm rages, so that you can proclaim and say, this is what my father says. So let's quickly go through this. So we are talking about uh, trust and confidence in God. We are looking at Philippians 1 verse 6. Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Christ. So you have to be confident. This was what the Shunammite woman was. He was confident knowing that God that has started a good work in him, in her, will accomplish it. So when the storm rages, you say to that storm, my father has started a good work in me. He will accomplish it. That is the one thing I'm so confident about. In, in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for commit, uh, to commit your ways for he cares and commits your ways to the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. So I, am not, I don't know what the storm in your life is. I don't know what you are praying to God about in life. I don't know what you're seeking. But one thing I know is that trust and have confidence in God and it will come to pass. Remember the Shunammite woman? Remember when she was running to, to meet the servant of God? She had confidence that the Lord would do it. She didn't even say to the husband, our child has died, let us go and bury him. And then we inform the Elisha whenever he comes around. But there's one thing he is, he knows and he's confid- she's confident about is that he that started this work will accomplish what he has started. Amen? Number two is faithfulness. In Hebrew 11, verses. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. 
Amen? The Shunammite woman believed. He sought the face of God. He ran to the man of God. He called upon God in the time of her trouble. And she, she knew that with, God, with faith, everything is possible. You have to believe. And it's how it came to pass for her. So Luke says then, he who is faithful in what is least is also in much. So even if your faith is like mustard seed, you believe that God will bring you to church today. Why can't you believe? Because you come into church, do you think it's a given that you get up in the morning, you, you go into the shower, you have your shower and you come here? It's not a given. Some people have gotten up, tried to get into the shower, they slumped and fell. And then that was it for them. It's not a given. But if you could have faith that you will be here for the church service, why can't you trust God? Have faith with other things in your life that he can do it. You have faith that you'll be at, at work in, on, on tomorrow morning, or you, you have an appointment tomorrow morning and you'll be there. Why can't you trust God with other things? That is what God is asking you. That is how these principles will work for you. You must believe in him. You must have that faith in him. Having that trust and confidence and knowing that he will do it. You must, if you can trust in small things, you can trust in bigger things and he will do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, thanksgiving and, pray, and paying your vows. Paying your vows. Psalm 50, verse 14 to 15. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. It says, offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows. It is important because we are allowed to do one thing, to praise God, to worship him. Because he said, even if we cannot praise and worship him, that you get the, you know, the stones to cry out a loud voice and praise and worship him. Even the best of earth glorify his holy name. What about us? So in that situation that you are in, look at it and say, it is well. And for it to work for you, I don't know if this is working. Is it working? Okay. For it to work for you, you have to give thanks to God. In every situation, you give thanks to God and say, it is well. And when you call him in the day of your trouble, he will deliver you. And you shall glorify him. That is what God is seeking from us. That is what he is seeking from us. Nothing. Pay your vows. So that he will remember everything that you have done in the time of your trouble. He will deliver you. Psalm 61 verse 5. For you, O God, have heard my vows. It's important to God. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. So the Lord will bless you abundantly when you, when you pay your vows and said, so that when you say it is well, my God will open the books of Chronicles and say, yeah, you paid your vows. You give to the work of God. You looked after the, uh, the people in our society. And you trusted in him. You committed your life in him. You have that full confidence. You are faithful to his word. And it will work for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So we go through other, other parts uh, quickly because of uh, time. So the next one is prayer and petitions. Remember in the book of Psalm we read, he talked about petitions. I always ask people, what is in your heart? What are you praying about? You, are, you know, you, 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 have some, you must have a purpose. So when you pray towards that purpose, and the Lord will answer. We call upon him, he will answer us in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the book of Psalm 21, verse 2, you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. So do you have any request on your lips? What is your heart desire? What is your purpose? The Lord will fulfill them in Jesus' name. Because the Shunammite woman had prayer in her heart. She had one request. One thing that she was so confident about. That petition in her heart as she seeks the face of God in her situation. All she could say is that it is well. Because it is well. Because whatever we pray in prayer will come to pass. But we have to have this absolute belief, absolute confidence in the word of our God, and it will come to pass, and it will work for you. If you have not tried it, I encourage you this morning to try it. Have that absolute belief, that confidence. Have a prayer in your heart, knowing that he will do all in Jesus' name. Amen. In Psalm 77, verse 2, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, just like the Shunammite woman. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted, just like her. She was running and seeking the face of God. So I'm not sure. Whatever you have in your life, whatever that is going on, say to that situation, to that mountain, it is well. And also, you must have a purpose in your heart that's, the, uh, Psalm 20, verse 4 that we read, may he grant you according to your heart desire and fulfill all your purpose. So the final part we want to look at is the identity statement. So when the trouble comes, when that situation comes, you have this identity statement. What is your identity statement? Because that woman of God kept on saying, the Shunammite woman, it is well. She looked unto God. She was, you know, her confidence, 100% confidence and focus was on God. Running to God. Looking unto God like in Psalm 1 to 1. And knowing that's the only place her help can come from. She ran to God. She had this prayer within her. Knowing that the Lord that started the good work in her will finish it. So I don't know what is your identity statement. If they said, you, you know, you're, you're like uh, the king Hezekiah, that the word of God came to. So maybe the doctor said, uh, this is the end of it for you. You know, it has to be palliative treatment, blah, blah, blah. Are you like King Hezekiah? I said, okay, it is well. Because you know one thing that you seek the face of God continuously. You pay your vows. You're confident that the Lord would do it. And the same thing that God did, did for King Hezekiah, he would do it for you. So when he prayed and turned around and said, God, you know, 
all I have done in your household. And God said, I have healed you. I have heard you. It is well. You have more 15 years. The Lord can turn around your situations. Even when you said, I'm in a situation, I don't know if I'm going to come out of it in the Psalm 23. He said, even when you walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, he is there with you. So I don't know the situation that you're walking through, but he will be there with you in Jesus' name. You look at it and say, it is well. And the devil said, how did you know it is well? Because my father said, even when I walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, it is well with me. And then you, again you said, wow, I'm doing everything. My foes are doing it. It looks as if I'm not prospering. In Psalm 1, in Psalm 1 he said that, I shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings its fruit in season. I always add the other one. In season and out of season. And, and your, your leaves will not wither. And whatsoever you lay your hands upon shall prosper. It is well. Because that's what my father said. So you must have this identity statement that when the troubles of life comes to you and you look at that trouble and say, it is well. You're barren. You pray for a child. Did God answer Hannah? The same God will answer you. It is well because my God answered Hannah and so shall it be. And you are sick. And that sickness has been with you from birth. Because the Bible made it possible to know that some could be with you from bed, like the, the person that was blind from, from bed and was healed of that blindness. It is well because my God did it. You have had this issue for years, like the woman of the issue of blood, and like um, the, the, the man at the pool of Bethsaida. I don't know if my son, my daughter could be healed. I don't know if my mom could be healed. I don't know if my father could be healed. I don't know if, if this person... No, 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 no. You say it by faith and having that confident in God and say, it is well, because my God says by his stripes we are healed. It is well, and so shall it be unto you. So I encourage you this morning, even as the band comes up to play, I encourage you this morning to look at your life, even when the storms of life rages and the, and, 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 and the waves tower. Say to it, it is well. I have the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lord that will defeat all in my life. The Lord that will fight my battle, as he said in Psalm 46, and I will be still. So say that word, it is well. It is well. I have your identity statement. So when that problem comes, you have that shield of faith. And you pronounce the word of God. You pray the word of God over it. And you say what? It is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. So go back. Read that verse that we read in Second King about the Shunammite woman. And you see the principles there. How it worked for her. Second King 4 verse 8 to 37. Can we have the band up? Uh, Second King uh, 4, verse 8 to 37. And you will know what to do and how you proclaim your salvation, how you proclaim that trust you have in God and it will work for you and it will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as we pray right now, Look again in that situation in your life. 
look again. It could be smooth sailing, but the Lord can still make a wider path for you. He can take you to that greater rock in Psalm 61 verse 1. So keep praying. So let us pray right now in Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this encouragement through your word. We believe and we believe in you. We put our confidence entirely, 100% in you. Because we know that you are the I am, that I am, that I am. You were he that is and was and is to come. You are the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. And all you did in the Bible, you are still doing and you continuously do it. And today I stand with my brothers and sisters in the Lord and we shout and say, it is well. We shout and say, it is well. It is well. No matter what you're passing through this morning, and we speak unto it, we stand in faith together and believing in God and saying, it is well with you, because so shall it be. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you believe it, claim it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>